So, everybody, welcome to Mysterious Circumstances Podcast. I am your host, Justin. I have a very special guest because, well, it's that time of year. Everybody loves to get spooky in October. I got my buddy Jason Murphy on, and he is heavy into the paranormal. He has a paranormal group, very active in his area of the world, which I don't get to talk to too many people in, in your part of the your part of the world, which I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell uh, everybody what you do. Yeah, okay. Like uh, Justin said, uh, my name is Jason Murphy. Um, I have a paranormal group here. My buddy and I started in 2014 called Haunts from the Cape, and we are located on Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia in Canada. I'm sure a lot of people will have to Google that to see where it is. But I'll tell you, Justin, we've been voted the nicest island, I think, might be on the planet the last couple of years. So it's it's a really nice spot, man. If you get to come, you got to come. I would absolutely love to come. I like traveling to places I've never been, and I've always wanted to to visit that area because of the history of it. Yeah, you know, I'm, oh, I'm oh. big as me and you were talking before recording. I'm a history yeah. nut. You're a history nut, and like I love oh, going yeah. to places with a really, you know, long time history, and that is one of them for sure. And you're talking like the French and the British. Um, we have a historic place here uh, called uh, the Fortress of Louisbourg. You know, huge French British. Of course, the British came in twice and kicked the French out of here. And I guess if they hadn't, I guess none of us would be here. But it worked out that way. But <laughs> it, worked out. <laughs> it worked out, I guess, for the best. Yeah, the history, like you say, the history here, it's, it's not a long one, but it's a pretty cool one. Insane, like pirates and, you know, you name it. Like, yeah. it's, it's really cool, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I've been putting off my Blackbeard episode forever now, and I cannot wait. Oh. I get into that shit too, man. Oh, dude, I can't wait for that one. You mentioned the Billy the Kid one, and I haven't, I haven't got to that one yet. So that's guess what I'm downloading tomorrow for work. Oh my god, dude! I'm not gonna be conceited, but I'm just gonna say ahead of time, you're welcome. Right, it's it's like one of my favorite say. episodes, and the cool part is, is that I go into the mysterious aspect where it's was Brushy Bill Roberts really Billy yeah. the Kid? You know, I go into right. that whole thing too. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, you see it in the movie, right? Like in Young Guns. Absolutely, man. And Absolutely. So, okay, do you think that one is better than the Doc Holiday? Man, you're like trying to make me choose kids right now. Choose choose between <laughs> kids. Like I had, to, man, I had. If, to. if I had to choose three favorites, I would have to say, uh, paranormal wise, Donnie Decker. Um, my episode about the Rain Man. I really love that episode, and it got really okay. good feedback it's um if you're not familiar with that case it was featured on unsolved mysteries and a couple other paranormal tv shows but the, donnie decker is still alive and it's supposedly a poltergeist case and it's one of the few that i haven't been able to prove you know disprove it so yeah, it's, yeah. it's like super super interesting man and it's all over the course of like three or four days Stor- historical wise man John Dillinger, obviously. I, I am so huge into John Dillinger, and I keep yeah. getting requested to do a strictly death episode. They're like, you need to put out a part four, bro, and go in depth into his death. At the time, I didn't do it because I was under non-disclosure with a production company involved with the History Channel. So, oh, wow. yeah, we were supposed to make a documentary when he uh, was set to get exhumed last year, actually a year ago. And uh, hmm. they never went through with it for pretty crazy reasons, which I will tell you off record. But yeah, yeah. Billy the Kid is a legit episode, man. It really nice. is. You're going to love it. I love the Jesse James series that I did, too. That was informative, really interesting. Awesome. Yeah, but but that I mean, I, I have like a top three or five, man. But yeah. you'll love <laughs> Billy the Kid. I guarantee that shit. But enough about me, man. Everybody already knows about like about that shit. I want to hear about you. Uh, <laughs> So tell me, um, what got you into the paranormal initially? So I'm not sure what, like nothing happened. You know, there wasn't one significant thing that, that you know, kind of got me into it. But I, it was just something that um, I was always uh, interested in growing up as a kid. I think, I remember my mom telling me that um, I was terrified of death when I was, you know, four, five, six, seven, whatever it was. I would just come up to her and tell her that I was terrified of dying. And there was no reason behind it. There was no nightmares. It was just, I was just terrified. So I think that kind of got me into it. Kind of got it, got the ball rolling, I guess you'd say. It just went from there. But I'll tell you, I think the first really 
really big thing that happened was in 1997, I think, um, the small community I grew up in uh, called East Bay. There's a house, and it's the first house built in the community. I can't remember the exact date, but it, we're talking pretty old. So anyway, my brother-in-law and his buddy were going to paint it. And I had heard a couple of stories, nothing, you know, nothing to keep me from going there. So anyway, we got, we got over there, and we were talking to the people who were renting the house. They were talking to the mom, and I was over watching the kids play some Nintendo 64, and uh, all of a sudden the TV shut off. And I was kind of looking around. I was kind of confused, and I looked at the kids, and one of the kids looks up at me and says, oh, she shut our game off again. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, who shut your game off? And he's like, the woman. The woman that was in the house, she shut my game off. And I'm just looking at the mom because I'm kind of at this point. <laughs> I was ready to go home. But anyway, it just kind of got shrugged off, and, and uh, we got to work. And as the day went, I was up on the staging on one side, and my brother-in-law and his buddy were on the other side. So I was up painting around the bathroom, and all of a sudden, just kind of out of my peripheral, I see something pass by the window. I thought that was kind of weird. So anyway, I decided, you know, I'm going to hop down, just have a small break. And so as I went around, I expected to see, you know, one of them missing, obviously, because I saw them in the bathroom, because the family had left to go get groceries. So they looked down at me. And I said, which one of you guys was just in the bathroom? They said, neither of us. And anyway, I said, there was someone in there. And they just kind of laughed it off. And, and anyway, so as the day went along, they had to go get more paint. The family was still gone. I was the only one there. I had to use the bathroom really bad. I didn't want to do it outside. So I said, all right, I'm going in. So I went in, went upstairs, really old house. You could just, just smell like a museum. So anyway, I got up, used the bathroom flushed the toilet and as I opened the door to leave I could hear cupboards opening and closing in the downstairs and I said okay the family's home so I went down and I walked into the kitchen expecting to see them there and there was nobody and anyway at that point I decided there's something here absolutely so I'm, I'm getting out so I get out and I told them when they came back of course they laughed it off that I was crazy but I'm telling you man that was my first big experience and that's what kind of like you say got the ball rolling for me what uh, what made you decide to start act you know actively investigating certain places in your area or what made you decide you know what I'm gonna get a buddy or two together and we're gonna get some equipment and we're gonna go check out some of these places was there any certain thing that happened or had it just been in the back of your mind for a while? Well, I, I'd always wanted to. Um, my buddy Doug, who worked at uh, one of the grocery stores that I was working in he and I became friends on Facebook and I think I posted something on Facebook about the paranormal and he messaged me and he said, are you into that stuff? And I said, yeah, man, I said, I've been, I've been into it forever. And he said, would you want to start a group? And I said, Oh, absolutely. I've been, you know, I've been waiting for someone to ask. Yeah. He and I started out, he grabbed his wife's visa and ended up <laughs> grabbed us a, a ghost hunting kit. And that's how it started, man. And then just kind of, kind of went from there. And that was in 2014. Hell yeah, that's awesome though, man. Sometimes it's all it takes, you know? Like, yeah. That's definitely cool. Um, where was the first oh, yeah. place you guys decided to go? The very first night we went out, it's a place not too far from here called Blackett Lake. A lot of history. Um, there's actually a story uh, about a woman who came from Ontario. I think it might have been 1950s, something like that, maybe, Justin. And she flew from Ontario to Sydney here in you know Cape Breton and she got a cab from here to Blackest Lake and drowned herself and that's pretty much all anybody knows they don't know who she was why she came why she did it obviously so there's a lot of a lot of history a lot of deaths and drownings and stuff in the area so we decided to you know to go there our first night so we were getting our equipment going and just kind of you know just getting a feel for things because this is our first night ever doing it and so we got our spirit box going and uh, we had a recorder going and that was it at the time and we're walking along the shore of the lake and uh, I asked a question I said uh, where are you from and almost right away a man replied and said black Lake. and with the spirit box what it does it scans AM and FM frequencies so we could hear like blurps of our local radio stations and stuff like that so you're looking for anything you know in between and anything out of the ordinary and so yeah so for that to happen right after we asked it, you should see, man. The, the YouTube video is actually hilarious because my <laughs> eyes lit up on Christmas morning. It was like, that's <laughs> Doug actually laughed. He messaged me later on. He said, 
I can't post this video to YouTube right now, he said, because you look like it's Christmas morning. Because my eyes just, <laughs> just about bugged out of my head, man. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I just asked you a question and got an intelligent response back. Like, I'm, I can't even, I couldn't even deal with it. But at the time, we were just so shocked, right? So that was our first night out, and we got an EDP like that. And it was just, that was it for me. And like I say, Doug does all of our stuff, goes through all of our evidence. He's awesome. He's our tech guy. That's and, cool. uh, oh, man. It, but it was it was crazy. It was pretty crazy. That was our <laughs> first night. Yeah. And for my listeners, I will provide links in the uh, show notes to his Facebook group and all of his information, including, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah, all you got to do is go through the show notes, click on what you want to do. But, I mean, Jason will provide that information to you because I have a lot of listeners who are into the paranormal, as am I. Well, so it's like... I'm already in your yeah. Facebook group. And I got to say, man, for those of you who don't know, this is how me and Jason started talking. Like, can I ask for uh, paranormal suggestions in my Facebook group? Because it's Halloween. Who doesn't want to get spooky in Halloween? And unfortunately, I'm that guy who likes to debunk most of the shit if I can. But mm-hmm. I'm also a firm believer. So I'm, I kind of yeah. teeter on that. But you suggested Leap Castle. And me and you started talking. And I... You told me about your paranormal group and yeah. i i said uh i said man i hope you don't hate me dude because i try to debunk a lot of this shit <laughs> and uh <laughs> you're like no that's why i like because we do the same thing when we investigate right. we try to take out all the stuff so that yeah. being said what is a place that you've gone to that you heard all the stories you know it's supposed to be this crazy spooky place and you did the research and you went there and there's just nothing to back up any of the stories. You know, you probably walked away disappointed. What is one of those places? Um, well, it's actually happened quite a bit, um, unfortunately, because people think they watch shows like Ghost Adventures and you think it's just screaming and running for an hour. But, it's, you know, <laughs> if, 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 I, if, I tell you, man, like if, if we had a show, like you'd probably fall asleep for 15 minutes into it. But some places <laughs> we go. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this story. So there was actually, he was an American draft dodger. His name, they called, the locals called him Hippie Jim. So before the Vietnam War, or as it was going, I'm not exactly sure, um, he ended up here somehow. And he built this, they called it Hippie Jim's Castle. And it was this cool little place. So actually, I'll send you the, the info on it because it's really neat. And I heard a couple of stories about the place. You wouldn't believe how excited I was to get up there. Um, I saw the pictures, I heard the stories, I talked to people, I did some research. I even reached out to his wife and daughter. I had never heard back. But so we got there, and it's one of the most scenic places on Cape Breton Island um, called Bay St. Lawrence. And that's actually a little place called Capstick just up the road. But anyway, we got there, we ran our equipment, we, you know, asking questions and this and that, and absolutely nothing, man. And you would not believe how depressed I was after that. Cause I, I thought for sure, <laughs> I said, this is going to be amazing. I said, I can't like you wait, like we're going to, this is YouTube glory. We're going to, we're going to get such a good EDP. We're going to blow up and we got absolutely nothing. And I don't know <laughs> if I was ever more depressed in my life. <laughs> so what's uh with that being said, what's a place that you did go to that you just walked away from just a little bit shook, you know, it was like, man, okay. there's, something not right about that place oh that's a perfect question i want to tell you it was a church this couple from ontario took it over i guess long story short they made a there's a daycare in the basement the upstairs where the church pews that was all cleared out was gone confessional boxes were still there we had heard some stories some pretty creepy stories actually there was a priest there who wasn't uh wasn't the greatest dude so apparently he impregnated one of the nuns that were there as well I believe the nun hung herself, and not long after, he fell down the stairs mysteriously and broke his neck. And there was kids in the daycare who were telling the owners, they're drawing these little pictures, and these are like four or five-year-old kids, not even. And they're drawing pictures of this nun, and they're all drawing the same picture. So we're like, okay, that's, we got to get in there and check this out because it's just, you know, kids were seeing this, thing, this figure. They're saying, hey, there she is again, and she would like float through the wall. Yeah, and the corroboration so like, is important for me. Oh, yeah. But it was just too many stories, and, you know, for us. And we're like, okay, we got to check this out. So we finally got to go in. 
we had one of our apps going, and I think we were up in the attic, and we just got this really, really dark voice coming through asking for the priest. Apparently, whatever this was was looking for the priest, and we assume it's that priest. But I would say that would be probably the only place that I was like, okay, i got to get the hell out of here. It got worse and worse as we were in there. I mean, Doug and another one of our guys, Jonathan, they were in the confession box, confessional boxes doing an EVP session. And I was walking across the floor where the pews would have been and the altar's gone. It's all gone. And walking towards the back door. And all of a sudden, and I was recording on my phone. I'll, I'll never forget it. And because I heard a door slam and there's nobody back there, but the door slammed enough for me to scream, holy shit, and turn around and run back to where the guys were because I was just like, okay, that's it for me. I'm done. Uh, (laughs) But there was reports of two construction workers who fell off the roof and died and their hammers and hard hats were hanging upstairs in the attic. I'm like, this is too much. Like there was just too much negative energy there. And we heard the stories like, okay, let's go check it out for ourselves. But after we get in there and hear those stories about the kids drawing the pictures of the nun and this, you know, dark entity looking for the priest. I'm like, okay, man, that's, and it was just, that was probably the one thought nice. where I was just like, yeah, let's, let's pull the nice. pants. We're done. Yeah. It's like, I need to get the hell out of here, man. As soon as possible. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Thunder's rocking yeah. over here. This is perfect. Is it? Perfect. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Oh, You're going to be here. By the end of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What is the best piece of evidence that you personally have have gotten whether it be photograph audio and uh, where was it and what's the story behind it okay there's a lot um but i'm gonna say you can give me your top three man i'm here all night <laughs> <laughs> perfect okay so i'm gonna start with one so there's this place it's not too far from here it's called hospital road there's world war ii gun emplacements there's all kinds of trenches in during world war ii this was all this is where the boys were dug in. Anyway, we've heard stories from locals about the area being super haunted. Some stories about a red-eyed demon, the ghost of a small girl, the ghost of a Native American man pointing to the sky. And he just appear, point to the sky, and then disappear. So pretty crazy stuff on top of all the World War II stuff. So we, uh, we got there, we investigated. And I'm telling you, this place, as soon as you get on the trail, everything stops. There's no birds. There's no squirrels. The wind is, it's almost like the wind is afraid to come down. It's like blowing over top. It's the strangest place I think that we've been to. But anyway, we get in there one night. We did our, our, our stuff. We got a couple of pretty good EVPs. But on our way out, the entire walkout just feels like there's someone behind us. So Doug's walking and he's taking pictures. He's snapping pictures behind himself. As we stop, he's just taking pictures. So he goes home. He starts going through all the stuff and he messages me later and he sends me this picture. He's like, zoom in on the back. He said, what does that look like to you? And that day, I don't know, 10, 20 feet behind us was this tall, I'd say a shadow figure. You know, you hear like shadow man, hat man. It wasn't anything like that really, but it was seven to eight feet tall, I would say, by the looks of the photograph. That was pretty insane. That being uh, one of them. Another one, another location we go to is called Black Work Cemetery. Very popular here. All kinds of you know, high school kid. This is where you go when you're in high school and you want to get the shit scared out of you. So we started going there because we had heard stories. And we've got, like, if you ever went on to our YouTube page and started rolling through, you're going to see a lot of Blackbrook EVPs. So Doug was out there one night with Jonathan. And there's this legend about a witch who lived in a community nearby called Port Morgan. So anyway, I guess this witch died and they couldn't bury her in the graveyard. So apparently they buried her somewhere outside the perimeter. We have never been able to find where she's been buried yet. We've been trying. I've been looking since 1999, seriously. And it's very hard um, with the history here. There's not a whole lot on it. But like I said, Doug and Jonathan were out there and they were standing past on the outside of the graveyard down towards this little creek. And Doug asked, down past the creek bed, what's there? And this woman replies, a witch. And so we were kind of like, again, it's just like you're getting an intelligent response to so that kind of, and they weren't scared, but it's just to all this history and all these things. And for all the things for the device to come out with, they came out with which that would be two. I would say another one would be, um, there's a mass grave site 
and not too far from here in a place called Sydney River. And there was um, an old, I guess, I don't know what you call it now, uh, an asylum. Anyway, and there were people that were were left there by their families and, you know, just kind of dropped and forgot about. And having no one when they died, they were just kind of buried in a massive hole of that. And that was just kind of it. So we started going there. And the first night we were there, Doug's taking pictures, and I'm kind of standing off to his right, and he could just kind of, I see him waving to me. So I go over, and he's taking pictures, and I'm watching this weird fog showing up in the pictures, but there's absolutely no fog that night. We can't see anything. And it was just, it was just crazy. And it was just, the feeling we got when we were there was, you know, was very uncomfortable, I'd say. Have you tried searching for the witch with metal detectors or anything? Not yet. That's the next step, but I don't know if I want to, <laughs> I don't know don't if know I want to find anything. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go digging up stuff like that. And all of a sudden we have an evil witch living here in Cape Breton. It's 2020. I don't need, we don't need that stuff happening right now. <laughs> exactly. What is your opinion okay. on shadow people? Do you believe that they're interdimensional? Do you believe that it's purely negative from, you know, a spiritual realm? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I don't think they're all negative, and I think people are quick to jump to conclusions that, you know, there's a, a shadow man and it, it's evil. I don't think. But like you say, I, I believe interdimensional beings, yeah, probably. We don't know. Um, yeah. Like I say, there's still a lot of, you know, research that needs to be done, but that's what I'm going with, man. I, I, yeah. But it, it, it's super interesting. Oh, I agree, man. And there's a lot of there's a lot of research there, and it's, it's hard because there's – nowadays, since the mid-'90s, you have – the internet story factor, which for somebody who wants to get into this kind of stuff, you have to separate the story from the real shit and the in the oh. science and all that good stuff. And when I did my episode, I found out that I think it was Switzerland. They did a, a controlled experiment on somebody to see if they could actually manifest a shadow person. And it worked like they started triggering things Whoa. in the brain, a test subject started seeing a shadow person which was wow. super fascinating but then of course you yeah. have to cancel out you know like in america i can't speak for canada but in america you got somebody living in a camper out in the middle of the desert cooking a shitload yeah. of meth you know and they're like i saw this shadow person and it's like dude you've yeah. been awake for like two fucking weeks yeah pretty yeah. sure it's your mind that, playing tricks on you get off the lsd yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that uh, those scientists, I, I keep wanting to say Switzerland, if I remember correctly, that's what they were triggering, is that, that yeah. department of the brain, and it was, it's a really fascinating subject matter. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's more interdimensional interdimensional yeah. than spiritual, but just because they're right. not interactive, you know? Not really. <clears throat> exactly. But who, like, that's like uh, talking about Bigfoot. There's so many theories, right, about what it is. You know, it could be anything. Ain't nobody it's, caught one in a bear trap yet. So, I mean, we're still here to wonder, you know. Exactly. And that's what people can laugh off Bigfoot all they want. But, I mean, there's millions and millions of eyewitnesses. Yeah. And, sure, some of them might be crazy, but they're not all crazy. No, you exactly. I mean? And it's like, look at some of the shit that they found in the ocean in the last 10 years. The depths yeah. of it. It's like new species popping up all the time. And same thing yeah. with animals that they thought had been extinct. Oh, shit. We hit this spot in the Amazon and here they are. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the skepticism, which I'm included in that, don't get me wrong. Like, I do believe that there's plenty out there that we haven't seen, don't understand, yada, yada. But at the same time, you know, there's a couple good video, video videotapes and, you know, some pictures and stuff like that that are kind of weird. It's, well, and it's so easy to fake things now, too, right? With pictures and stuff, it's so easy to fake them. And so if you have someone that comes to you and says, hey, this, you know, I took this picture, it's legit. There's so many, there's so many things out there. And social media, I guess, is to blame for a lot of it. Because you can almost do anything now, even with your phone. You can post a picture and say, hey, look at that ghost in the background. Oh, hell yeah, so and Photoshop, you know? Exactly. It's hard. So it's hard to, if someone comes to you and says, this is 100% legit, there's always a part of you that's like, but is this? It's like, is it really, though, you know? Yeah, it's tough. That's the thing about me with with black-eyed kids, too, because that story was not really around before the internet, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think they exist. I don't think there's been, you know, or I can't say 
I don't think there's been experiences with them, but I think a lot of them started off in like, you know, Reddit, no sleep, you know, like if you go in there, read a story in five years, you'll see somebody posting something about it. Like it's factual. And it's like, dude, this was literally a creepypasta on Reddit like five years ago. Yeah. That's actually, that's a really good point, Justin, because do you remember like growing up in like the late eighties or early nineties? I'm almost 40, man. Definitely. Yeah, I, I am 40. And so never, ever heard of Black Eyed Children. Ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And all the paranormal stuff I watched, got into, read, da-da-da, yeah. never heard about them until the internet. And it's like, shit. You know, and, I, and I'm not trying to discredit yeah. anybody who might have no. seen Black Eyed Kids or whatever no. because yeah. I wasn't there. But at the same exactly. time, I'm just, that's my skeptical side because I wasn't there. I didn't experience yeah. it for myself. I'm not saying it's not true, you know, but. No, but if, if Robert Stack didn't talk about it on Unsolved Mysteries, buddy, I, I don't believe it. No. <laughs> exactly, man. Dude, that guy was literally my favorite. My sister, she, she liked the show, but his voice is what scared her. She's like, it's it just this voice freaks me out. And I'm like, I remember the theme song. The theme oh, song. Oh, yeah, it. dude. That's burned yeah. into my brain, man. I know. That's what I had. To, I loved all that stuff, but at the same time, I'm sleeping with the light on because <laughs> exactly. I'm terrified. Because it'd be <laughs> so, like there'd be some weird unsolved murder, and then they'd go straight into like a UFO case, and it's like, what the, what the fuck's going on, <laughs> yeah. man? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I grew up in the country too, so every time there'd be like a thunder and lightning storm or something after watching Unsolved Mysteries. I go tearing into my parents' room, screaming about an alien in my room, or something like that. <laughs> exactly, man. But, Do you get into uh, any other UFO stuff? Not, you know, not so much. And it's funny really? because my wife, who is the biggest skeptic going, um, she is huge into that stuff, and me, not so much. Um, not well, you I, told I, me I, the other day in a text, you're like, my wife just rolls her eyes when I start talking <laughs> about the paranormal. So I'm like, super. <laughs> that makes me laugh that that you just said I, that. Yeah. But like, see, and and I got. There's been certain EVPs or certain things that I've showed her, and she's been like, okay. And I'm, I'll say to her, I'm like, please, like, debunk this for me. Tell me, like, explain this to, away for me so I can understand. And she can't in many cases, and I, I love doing that. You have to be a skeptic. You can't believe everything you see. You can't believe everything you hear. Yeah, I love when someone's a skeptic, I'm like, please come with us. Come with us somewhere. We'll go to some location around and just experience it for yourself. And if nothing happens, well, that's fine. You can continue to be skeptic. But if something does happen and you're like, well, holy shit, what, what's that? And no, if they can't. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's all good, buddy. No, go ahead. No, no I, I was going to say that's the thing with the skeptics is that they will sit and talk shit about the people who do believe in the paranormal saying they're stretching. It's only their minds. But the yeah. the hardcore skeptics who cannot comprehend the simple fact that there are things that science cannot explain. Literally, they're also the same people who are like stretching and grabbing at straws to make a logical reason for something happened. Like you could have a perfectly level table. If a glass falls off the table, somebody's going to be like, well, I mean, somebody bumped the table. Well, there's the videotape. Nobody was around the table. Well, there must have been some wind blowing, some wind blowing a glass off the table. Like, please tell me where this gust came from. You know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they they sit there and they stretch and they literally do the exact opposite. But yet the same thing that the hardcore believers do. And I always find that really interesting because it's like if you're not open to at least entertain the idea that there's things that science cannot prove and it's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then where does that leave you in the closed-minded world that you live in? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, I mean, there has to be something else. But that's what this placed energy has to go people. somewhere, man. You know it, what I'm saying? This placed energy can't kill has energy, to go right? somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You can't kill it. It doesn't die. It's energy. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But where does it go? And that's you know, and that's the and that's the question, right? I'm telling you, man. It's a lot of fun looking into it, and it's a lot of fun debunking. It's it's the best when you get something that you're like, okay, I can't, we honestly, we can't explain this. Yeah. And we'll, we'll send it to different groups. Like we have uh, a group in Vancouver, Pete Renz, his name, he runs it. Uh, he's awesome. We'll send stuff to him. We'll send if it's a picture or an EVP and like, you know, please look Give at this. Your opinion. Exactly. And uh, there's a group, 
uh, Murphy Paranormal. They're out there, and I think uh, R.J. Murphy's his name. He's out near uh, near Las Vegas. I'll do the same thing. If something comes up or, you know, if there's something I can't explain, I'll send it to him and be like, bud, what do you think? Because we can't figure it out. So it's it's really cool. Well, good, because I got some uh, pictures from my most recent stay. Well, it was two nights ago. It's Saturday night. I went and stayed at Hillview Manor in uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and it's an abandoned it's an abandoned manor supposedly haunted it's been abandoned since 2004 not gonna lie man you know it's super creepy but at the same time i'm one of those people when we walked in they took us on the you know they gave us the tour or whatever and we took the short tour as opposed to the long one and we had all night here man our tour started at seven they're like it'll last probably an hour and you got till 4 a.m to do whatever you want we go up to one of the rooms where there's the most stories you know it's like oh this is this is Mary's room. She gets really mad when you sit in this rocking chair. And there was a group of uh, 10 of us there. And one of them was my friend Jessica from Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. I literally immediately looked at her when the tour guide said that because she looked at me and she just shook her head. And when the tour was over, we <laughs> stairs and she goes, all right, where do we want to go first? And we split off into like two or three person groups because this place is massive. So I I just looked at her and she goes, you want to go up to Mary's room and sit in that chair, don't you? I'm like, you're fucking right, I do. Like, <laughs> let's go, you know, because I I want that experience. And I, I actually, I was going to ask you earlier, and I'm sorry I'm rambling a little bit, but no, like I, said, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> I know, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm happy to have you on. I'm glad you agreed to it on such short notice, man. Oh, it's, it's pretty unreal. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, man. I love it. Um, what is what is your personal opinion on black-eyed kids? I don't know. I've never there are no experiences that I know of. Um, mm-hmm. and like I say, you hear you know different podcasts and stuff. They go into it pretty in depth. I personally, and this is just my opinion, I I don't really believe a whole lot into that. But again, but people have had experiences, and people that just heard me say that will say, well, you know, you've, you've never experienced, and which I haven't. Exactly. So I might, I hope I don't, but I might hear a knock at the door at three in the morning and walk in there might be two black eyed children at my door. Yeah. I hope not. And then uh, you're going to be telling that story and somebody's going to be like, <laughs> dude, you are full of shit. It's like, no, man, I swear to God, dude. Yeah. I swear. yeah. And then I'm, re- I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And I'm done. I'm <laughs> done, man. <laughs> you guys were right. I'm done. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. But like you say, man, people have experienced it, and I'm never going to discredit somebody else. It's your belief. That's your belief. That's cool, man. It, yeah. You believe what you want. And if you've experienced it, and I haven't, and I don't think it's a thing, but you think it's a thing, that's cool. Like that's, I'm okay with that. And I'm the same yeah. way, like, because of my beliefs in the paranormal are from my ex- personal experiences. And I've told a, a few of the stories on other podcasts for Halloween and stuff like that. And everybody's like, tell us your stories. And I don't tell them very often. But it's like those yeah. experiences are what solidified my belief in it is because of personal experience. And it's like I wasn't crazy, wasn't high, wasn't drunk, wasn't up for two weeks. You know, every person yeah. in my family in that house experienced multiple things that you cannot explain. But at the wow. same time, when I go into a location, which I've done a few times, I just I'm into it, but I'm I have so many other interests that I can't dedicate, you know, full time going somewhere every weekend. But yeah, when I go into a place, I don't, I'm a really hard skeptic in the sense that if you're going to tell me a story about this building, I want proof. Like, was this patient here? There's got to be documented evidence. You say there's yeah. a 150 person mass grave out back. How do you know that? Who told you that story? That yeah. kind of thing. Now, yeah. that being said, is that something that you guys do as a group? or even you as an individual, when you go into a location to investigate, do you yeah. do any research from the history uh, before you go in or maybe afterward? Oh, absolutely. Um, if We do that with almost everything. Um, but like I said before here, there's some there's certain places where there's not a whole lot of known history on certain locations. But the ones that are well-documented, we'll, we'll do research. We'll ask people, you know, we'll, so we'll hear stories. We'll search on the internet. We'll go through it. We'll find, you know, documented cases of this or that, or whatever it is. Yeah, I and mean, research is huge, man. Research is important, and 
we love the history of these places, um, not as much as the paranormal, but it's a very close second for us. Um, so we have to know what we're getting ourselves into. So if yeah, I'd like to say, Justin, if you were ever to come with us, any place we go, buddy, we're gonna we're gonna have proof for you. We're gonna have research. We're gonna tell you, hey, this is this is on paper. This is well. Here's you know, the best is- part, man. If I come and go with your group. I'm going to have my research already done, my man. We're going to be rolling Perfect. through that. I know you I, <laughs> it's like I'm coming I prepared, know, dude. I, I don't even know why I said that to you. You, you, you would already know. Oh, so. man. It would be cool, though, because like, um, I love learning about – because you're from a part of the world that I am not familiar with. you know. And like yeah. I said, you're not that right. far away from me, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I don't know your history the same way I know a lot of – american history or yeah you know, for sure. people in, in location so yeah part of the fun for me would be researching that that aspect you know it's like okay you know where when was this church built or you know yeah. who was here what happened da, da, da. <laughs> and that's it's funny you said that too because I, I had to google it because i'm like okay being from here we get a lot of the american history like like we were talking about before like civil war I, i'm obsessed with that stuff um, Dude, it's fascinating. But in Indiana, I didn't know where in, I know, obviously I know where, you know, of Indiana, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure exactly where it was. So I, I Googled it and I could, I could drive there in less than two days. Uh, yeah. Just hop on a plane, man, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not that great of a flyer. It's actually funny. I, I'm 40 years old. First time I flew was mm, three, four years ago. Oh shit! Really? I, I'm not kidding, oh, you, man. man. That's the first time I flew. I worked. I was funny. I worked for Nestle, Nestle Canada, and we had to go to Toronto for a conference. And my boss was like, "No, you have to come." I was like, "You mean I have to get on an airplane?" He's like, "Yes, you have to get on an airplane." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I that's and I you know <laughs> I kissed my family goodbye. I said, "This is it, guys. I'm done." Like you know, this is my first flight. I said, "You know, I kissed my family goodbye," and I I assumed I was in. But anyway, we were good. It was fine. So I'm good now. So I guess I could. I could get there a lot quicker if I flew Justin. <laughs> no, I'm the same way, man. I've, I usually have a 10 hour cap. If it's within 10 hours driving distance, I'll drive because yeah. I like driving. It's relaxing yeah. to me. I love seeing the scenery and stopping at a yeah. small, tiny local restaurant, eating the food, mm-hmm. meeting the people. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, man, I could have been here seven and a half hours ago, you know, but <laughs> part of the experience i guess yeah Uh, going back to the shadow people and i forgot to mention this sorry to be all over the place listeners but like i said we we all get into this stuff so i know i know your group will appreciate it and by the way you have one of the nicest most supporting facebook groups i think i've ever seen because when you posted about this podcast in there every single comment dude was like yes dude that's awesome can't wait super supportive amazing so shout out to your facebook group right now (laughs) they are they're amazing man they really are they're amazing and you you can thank doug for the rules because i was just like dude let's start a group let's do it now let's just get going and he's like dude like you know we need rules and stuff so we had to go you know (laughs) but anyway he's He's the man when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Our our group (laughs) members are phenomenal. They're wicked, man. They're wicked. I love it. They really are super supportive. I kind of went through the comments to see. I was like, I wonder if anybody's actually listened to me before and is just like, man, that asshole. I don't want, I'm not going to listen to any interview you do on that guy's show. It's like, yeah, I can can be kind of a dick sometimes, but like, I'm kind (laughs) of not, you know. But, uh, but no, uh, going, going backward, not to backtrack, but the shadow people, the most interesting thing about the shadow people is that shadow people sightings or something relatively close to that have been reported for hundreds of years and all over the world. And when you, when you're talking about you know, when we were talking about black eyed kids and the internet, like you never heard stories about it before the internet. But when they started documenting, I mean, yeah. 500 years ago, man, yeah, when you read about it in a book, and yeah. it's literally the exact same thing all over the world. Exactly. By different cultures, different countries, different religions. Yeah. Each yeah. religion has their own version of what it is. That yeah. right there to me is absolutely fascinating. 
yeah, and there's so many similarities. Exactly. You know, yeah. First-hand accounts, right? And they're all they're all describing basically the same thing. Yeah, exactly, man. And that yeah. that's the one thing that that people don't take yeah. into consideration who are non-believers. It's like, how did that happen? They didn't have the internet. Yeah. They didn't have telephones. Christ, five hundred yeah. years ago, you're lucky to be sending letters. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's absolutely. like how did these different countries and cultures and religions all around the world describe the exact same things? Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. So that being said, I, I do got to ask this because how we met was like I had mentioned previously. Um, we were talking about paranormal cases and you had brought up Leap Castle. Uh, yeah. What is it about Leap? Is that like your go to place, the one place you want to go to? I have to go there for many reasons. Um, but... <laughs> I was wondering if that was your favorite because I was going to ask. I was like, "Give me three places, you know, that you want to go to that you have to go to to do a paranormal yeah. investigation." Is that one of them? Oh, hundred um, percent. All right, now I, I got to ask why. <laughs> well, my my ancestry. I I'm like I say I'm a bit of a history nerd, and I uh, went back and traced my family tree back, and. They're from Ireland, man. They were they were there, man. And you know the potato famine hit, and they only left because it was that or die. And they left Ireland, man, and and they went to Newfoundland, and and I just traced it all back. And I'm like, I have to get to Ireland at some point. And it's actually funny because for my 40th birthday, my wife was going to take me to Ireland. That's where we were going to go. And of course, this whole you know yep, coronavirus hit. Yeah. Rip, rip. I was so close, man. I was so close, and it just ripped it right away from. But yeah, so just that, and we have we've have actually have friends of ours who were at Leap Castle. Um, I think it was last summer, and she said to me, she said, Jason, she said you have to go there. She said we didn't see anything, nothing really creepy happened, but she said you can just—it's almost in the air when you're in there. Oh, man, uh, that would be so. so awesome. Flying is scary enough for me, Justin. <laughs> and you're going to be on a plane for a little bit, man. Oh, <laughs> that's right there. that's good. So someone's going to have to either knock me out in the airport, like with a really good punch so I can like, you know, just wake up in Ireland. Hey, I'm here. Um, but uh, what you need to do I, is you need to hit the pub before, you, you know, yeah. grab like six or seven pints, man, before you get on that plane and then just order two Jack and straights. Have the person yeah. next to you just be like, if they're not a drinker, just be like, hey, listen, order two drinks for me and just sleep the whole time, dude. Just pass <laughs> Exactly. <up. laughs> yeah, wake, wake me up when we hit the ground. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, absolutely, man. That, that would, that's definitely very high on my list of places to go. What are your other two places? Top, top three, what are your other two? Okay, so my second one, I think, and like yourself, um, I think anywhere in England, anywhere at all, because that history goes back so far, man. And Amazing. there's just anywhere. Look at those graveyards. Look at this castle. I don't even care. Just get me over there. Like you said, just get me over there to a castle or an old graveyard. Or it's it, that's just, I like, I feel like I need to get there at some point. Or even, I want to go to Amsterdam really bad, Holland. Um, my great uncle who fought in World War II is buried there. So I feel at some point I have to get to and just to you know just to say i made it there but yeah and third place i'm obsessed like we were you and i were talking about like the old west and you know all these places i really have to get to tombstone dude i've um, been there but, and you would fucking love it so much oh I, man <laughs> freaking corona they have, um, they have the dirt streets bro you can walk yeah. into a saloon and they have kept it the same way i mean yeah they've had to do little restorations here and there but they are yeah very and it obviously it's a tourist hot spot but it yeah, is for sure. so awesome dude there's still bullet holes in the wall and stuff yeah right? dude yeah yeah yep. and and i love ghost towns man and like like i said you anything like that so i tombstone would be number one obviously but any ghost town in america like just i i am obsessed with it the wild west and you see like i'll watch i'll watch youtube videos on ghost towns for hours and i know yeah. there's Really cool ones out there. Way too many to, but like I say, I guess Tombstone would have to be my spot, man. I got to get there. That would be all. You'd really love New Orleans too. Yeah, I bet you I would. Oh man, the history there and the with the paranormal mixed with the hoodoo and voodoo. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh man, yeah. it is probably my favorite city in the U.S. It's unlike any other place in the U.S. It's like its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
My mom, my mom's, my mom's Acadian, and she has. Oh, I know shit. she has. Right. She has relatives that live down there. They're like they're Cajun, man, and I'm and I'm all about it. I w- I'd love to get there myself. I'm not sure if you have a lot of you know a lot of your supporters and and viewers and stuff like that are are from that area, mm. but the the graveyards are above ground in New Orleans. For those of you who do not know, and it is the creepiest shit they have all their graves are above ground so when you walk through a graveyard you literally walk through a graveyard yeah they're not they're not underground they're they're not underground yeah and it is the creepiest shit (laughs) that's a bit of a game changer it really is and i mean you have a lot of history madame lollery you know down there yeah (laughs) oh man i might have to rethink that trip i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) better not dude (laughs) I'd have to, yeah. No, that is awesome. Much, man. Yeah, we could talk about this for, I think, the rest of the day. <laughs> for real. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, um, as we know, your wife is a paranormal skeptic, but you were telling me before we recorded uh, that your kids are actually into it. Yeah, find that they very, love it. How did, how did that all get down? How did that all happen? I'd say it was probably just because my wife probably made made them forced me to take them for a walk one day and uh i think i was just like hey i'm just gonna grab a couple of my you know grab my k2 meter and my spirit box and you know we'll, t- we'll go up and and there's a couple there's a lot of like going back to the history there's a couple of different locations around here and people that are buried at this graveyard not far from my house are connected to those places um so there's one in particular um his name was horace mayhew jr and we have a ghost town called Broughton, not far. It was like a small mining town, and they had big hopes for it. And, and it's really cool, man. All that's left, it's just basically ruins in the woods, um, an old graveyard up on a hill. It's all very – and a whole lot of people here don't really know a whole lot about it. So we've kind of brought it to life. And but going back to Horace Mayhew Jr., um, his father um, – they're all from England. And his father was uh, you know, one of the rich investors in this town. And – um, his son Horace Jr., who fought in the Boer War in Africa, it's like very like this, a military family basically. But anyway, I guess he came to visit his father as they were, you know, working out in Broughton, clearing land and putting buildings up. And he ended up with the ghost, a very serious case apparently, and he ended up killing himself at a boarding house um, at a community not too far from there called Myra. And mm-hmm. anyway, so he is buried on Hardwood Hill where the rest of the family is buried back in England. And I just found that really intriguing. So I took my kids up there and my, when we go up there now, my daughter asks for him. So we, so we go up there and that's the first grave we go to is his. So my daughter who is six, she'll take the, the spirit box and she doesn't really know how to work it, but she, God love her. She, she'll, she'll scream into the thing. She'll scream questions into the thing. Like, where are you? Where are you? And uh, it's, it's cute, but she finds it really cool and she doesn't really understand like, you know, you know, where are they or where are these voices coming from? And so you kind of explain it to her, but it's really cool. And I really hope, you know, even with the history, I hope they take that. They see me, you know, so involved in history and I kind of hope that they get that anyway. I don't really care. They don't have to be ghost hunters or ghosts, whatever, whatever. That's fine. But you know, I just love it. And I love that they like to come and enjoy it for now. And that is super yeah. cool, man. And even if yeah. it's for now, dude, not to be that sentimental person, but you know, when your kids are kids, it's cool to yeah. find something that you guys can bond over before they turn yeah. 18, get out of the house and start their own lives. You know, it's, and it yeah. goes by very, very quickly. So it's like, oh, that is very ever. cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. So soon enough, they're not even going to want to be seen with me. Right. So yeah. And then you you're know. stuck with your skeptic wife who believes in UFOs, but not the paranormal. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm just oh, yeah, exactly. not not so, beating uh, her up, man. Not. <laughs> I'll have to, just have to okay. poke on. <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, there's a UFO sighting out here. You want to go check it out?" And I'll be like, "I'll trick her. It'll be like a graveyard or something." Yeah. <laughs> just wait, dude. She'll be listening to this episode, and she'll she'll literally just side eye you. And she'll I know just, she will. This asshole, man. Like I, I don't know. know who this guy is, but I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm getting my hopes up for nothing. For you know, she's not. <laughs> I know she's not. So. <laughs> getting my hopes up for nothing. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome, though, man. <laughs> oh man. So, um, 
a lot of my oh. listeners are super huge into the paranormal, which I am as well. Um, yeah. What are some main pieces of equipment that you trust that you use and stuff that you see other people use that you're just kind of like, ah, come on, man. Going back to the original question, what are some pieces of equipment? And then like um, the ones that you do trust, can you give a brief uh, explanation of what they are and why you trust them? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so we spend a lot of money on the gear, um, but we find that when we go out, we only use a couple of pieces of equipment. We have our recorder, we have our uh, PSD 11 spirit box, which like I said, just scans AM and FM frequencies. And a lot of people, this might be an unpopular you know, opinion for some people, but most of the apps are garbage for lack oh, of Oh, for sure. Time. On your phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Nope. But I'm going to tell you, we, I downloaded EchoVox. But EchoVox, for us, has worked incredibly well. seems like you get different voices. Different locations have different voices. And like when we go to the Fortress of Lewisburg, which was heavily French, we will actually get French voices. We'll get French responses to our questions. We always have someone with us that can speak French, because we can't. Like, I, I think my French skills ended in grade six. But we always have somebody with us just to kind of translate. But it's just, we've had such good success with it. I know a lot of people will say, no, it, you know, it doesn't work. It's crap. But for us, it's been awesome, man. So we have our Echo Box, our Spirit Box, you know, the recorder, uh, K2 meter, which picks up electromagnetic fields. Um, I just recently purchased uh, REM pod, which kind of makes its own field. And I like it because when I watched the YouTube video on, on it, the guys who made it said, 90% of the time you use this, you're not going to get anything. And I like that because you don't want something that's going to go off every five seconds and say, hey, there's a ghost. No, there's, there's a ghost. And I've used it, I don't know, maybe four or five times so far, and I've got absolutely nothing, which, I, which is fine. So if I have something that's only going to work 10% of the time, that means there's a, you know, a better chance that it's legit. There's something actually there. So I've been using that a lot. Um, but other than that, man, we have our video cameras, our night vision. You know, we don't need a whole lot. We, we bring way more than we need because a lot of these yeah. places we go to, you know, we're walking in the woods. We're go- we don't want to haul all that stuff through the woods, right? So we, we pack light. Yeah, so, exactly, man. Yeah. People don't, don't realize how much walking you do during <clears throat> any kind of lock-in or paranormal investigation anywhere. A lot of exactly. walking, man. <laughs> it's like anything you bring, yeah. you got to lug around all night. Exactly. And, and if you take it all in, at some point, you're going to have to take it back out. And if you bring all that in and something scary happens, chances are you're not, you're not bringing that stuff back again. You're just getting the <laughs> hell out of there and leaving. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> so if it's in your hand or your pocket, that's okay. But you know exactly. what I mean? If it's a big giant, <laughs> it's a big, giant camera, <laughs> that's probably staying in the woods. So do you know of any uh, experiences that your team members have had that they've told you about that just terrified the hell out of them? Um, absolutely. Like I say, my, my buddy, Doug, the co-founder of the group, um, he's had experiences in his house and, and I'll tell you, like in his back porch, uh, he told me this years ago happened to him. I'm very glad it's his house and not mine. He woke up and he heard sound like a little girl crying. So he wakes up and I guess he kind of stumbled out thinking it was his daughter. Obviously it's not, she's in bed. He walks down the hall and in the back porch of his house, he sees this girl wearing a white you know, whitish dress, and there's blood all over it, and half of her face is burned off. And I'm like, okay, dude, the next morning I would have moved, but he's had so many, there's been nights they've gone to bed, everything's closed, cleaned up, and they'll wake up in the morning and the entire kitchen's trashed, covers oh, open, yeah. stuff everywhere. So it's, you know, he's got some, something going on there. And he actually just recently had a, there's another a psychic group we work with called Lost Souls. You'll see them on our page quite a bit. Yeah. Um, he had a couple of those us? girls in. Yeah, what can you tell us a little bit about them real quick? Yeah, well, Lussels, uh, they're from Truro, Nova Scotia, a couple hours from here. And Heather Ann and Amanda Dyker, two of the girls that kind of, mm-hmm. they run the show. And we've met them, we've worked with them. They have more girls that work with them. And they'll, they'll tag along on investigations with us. They come down here. They do their own thing with, uh, you know, they'll go to private homes and, you know, do investigations awesome. there. And we just kind of awesome. back them up for so, yeah, man, it's cool. But, like, you'll see they're on our page quite a bit, and they help us out a lot um, with certain things. And, yeah, and they just they went down to Doug's. Doug got them in about a week ago. 
and they got some pretty crazy stuff, man. That is awesome. How about any of your other team members? Well, I'll tell you, um, there's a younger guy on our team. He's the young pup. He's 25. His oh, name is Randall. Just beginning life. I love it. <laughs> exactly. So remember <laughs> being 25? Brandon's had a couple of really cool experiences. But I'd say it's funny because Brandon and his entire family, um, if you trace him back, his, you know, his family goes back to um, England, and he traced it back. A lot of his family were executioners, which I found really wow. cool. Yeah, right? So he, and every time, and he's British, so we love to take him to the Fortress of Lewisburg because if there are any French spirits there, we're like, hey, here's Brandon. He's from, you know, his family's from England. Grab him and throw him across the room real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take him from him. I'll be over in the corner, rec- corner recording it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You'd love that spot, man. And if you ever come down, seriously, we'll we'll set it up and we'll take you out because it's absolutely no, yeah. incredible. No, seriously. Yeah. Once once Rona's all cleared and go, and I know you guys are a lot stricter than us here in Indiana. We talked about yeah. that a little bit beforehand. Uh, once, yeah. once you guys get everything lifted, man, let me know, dude. I'll I'll hop a flight oh. and I'd love to spend a, a couple days there. At least it, oh. you know, at least one or two full nights, like looking at some oh, yeah. spot. One hundred percent. And we can say there's like there's the barracks if you want to make it like you know a legit visit. We'll stay in the barracks. Like you can stay in the barracks because everything the British That's destroyed right. everything. So everything got rebuilt. Um, but still, man, it's one of the coolest spots, and I know you'd love it. I know you'd love it. What is your uh, opinion or your personal beliefs on like places that are under reconstruction? Do you think things get stirred up? Uh, do you think that might be a cause of it? Or do you think it was underlying already there? In a lot of cases, I'm going to say 100% yes. Um, and I want to tell you why. Because the north end of Sydney is like the historic north end. This is when Sydney got going in 1785, whatever it was. I might be wrong on that. But anyway, this this was the neighborhood. This was the first neighborhood. And I know in one of the old homes there, there was a jail cell in the basement, and this was one of the, I guess, the first jails in Sydney. But at one point, this is not that long ago, a couple of years ago, they started doing renovations uh, on one of the older homes. And the woman that lived there said it was literally day and night, from a nice peaceful home to chaos. She said at one point, um, a man, she was down on the main level of her, um, in the living room, I guess, and all of a sudden, this entity kind of came halfway up through the floor. She could see her head, his head, shoulders, and he just came up through the floor. And like she said, he wasn't happy. So they think, obviously, they're tearing walls out. They're te- they tore the jail out. They, you know, they're doing things here. And they're stirring it up. And so, yeah, I would have to agree in a lot of cases. Some okay. cases, I know, I know people that have done you know, reconstructed an old house or, you know, renovated it top to bottom and nothing's happened. So, but I'm going to say a hundred percent, you know, in certain cases. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to take it by case by case, location by location basis. Yeah. You can't just generalize all of them. Yeah. No, you can't just say, Hey, this house is old. You're going to do work. Oh, you better not because something might happen. You know, it's not, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a case to case thing. Um, Yeah, Yeah. Everyone's different, for sure. Yeah. Is there anywhere locally that you've wanted to go, but you're not allowed? Because uh, I know there's a couple places around here locally that I personally am like, hey, just let me have six hours in here one night. And they're like, no, dude, it's off limits. It's private property. That's going to be with that place I just uh, just told you about there. Yeah. Oh, really? And yeah, and like I say, we, we've talked to people who know the people and they want nothing to do with us going in there. But yeah, really badly, we've wanted to go in there for many years, but we still haven't come to terms, terms with the fact that it's probably not going to happen. There's a couple of different locations down in that area where, yeah, they're just like, no. And some places, they just don't want the paranormal attached to their name, right? There's certain hotels. There's a really, oh, really, sure. really, really historic hotel. Uh, down in Inganish, it's about an hour and a half from here. So many stories, paranormal. Doug actually worked there years ago, and they've had some pretty crazy experiences there. But a lot of places just don't want that attached to the name, I guess. That's how I've I've had that happen in a couple places I've wanted to go to, man. And it's like a business or or something, and they're like, no, dude. It's not happening. Yeah, exactly. 
bus. Yeah. So that's, you know, you just kind of, you know, you have to grin and bear it and just move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that, man. And that's the thing about it, man. There's no shortage of uh, places dead people were, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But like you say, there's been places we've just gone to, like we'll say, hey, there's just, you know, this random graveyard over here. Let's go check it out. And it could be, we could get absolutely nothing or it could be, you know, we could be like, holy crap, this place is off the wall with activity. So it kind of depends, man. It really does. That's pretty wild. So what do you think, uh, what is your opinion on the paranormal in general? Do you think it's just displaced energy? I mean, obviously we have different types of hauntings. We have the intelligent type and then we have the residual. Um, yeah. And in your personal experience and, and then I guess in your opinion, what do you think there's more of? Oh man, I'm going to go residual. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like when we go places and like you say, when we have um, lost souls come with us, they, you know, there's spirits there. And they're just trapped there, man. And a lot of them, I don't know if they don't know how to move on. They don't want to move on. Like we had a place, there was actually, it was a a former hospital that was torn down. And I'm telling you, to this day, there was a small boy, the ghost of a boy who was there. He's looking for his brother. And it doesn't matter what we try or, you know, who we bring in. He's not, he's staying there. He's not moving on to anywhere. So I don't know. do Do they not know they're dead? I don't know, man. We work with the, you know, the girls, the girls at uh, Lost Souls, and yeah. I myself, I'm very much like you. When it comes to, you know, the psychic part of it, I really need to see it to believe it. But you know, it's there, and for sure, you know, yeah. I've I've seen some pretty cool things, and you know, she's she's done some stuff, man, that makes me kind of question, you know, what's going on here. You know, <laughs> it, it kind of throw, throws me off base a little bit. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but that's what I like. I, I like that. Like, I want to be, you know, I, if I don't believe it, well, make me believe in it. Show me something that's going to, like, absolutely blow my mind yeah. um, and change my opinion on it. I'm not opposed to it. I'll, I'm not going to say, yeah, I don't believe in that. I'm never going to believe in it, you know, and just close my mind to it. I, I will never do that. I'm open to I'm open to everything. So yeah. I got to ask, uh, I, I, when I Googled you guys, I noticed you guys did a radio. You're, you did a radio interview? Yeah, yeah. Was that, that with was the actually, local station? Yeah, it was. It's actually funny. My sister works there, and um, it's we. Everyone knows everyone here. It's hilarious, but it's actually <laughs> fun because we. It's called the one hundred one nine the Giant, and they're our local. And Rob and Rob were the two morning guys, and my sister, of course, asked them about it, and they said, "Yeah, it's cool. Halloween's coming. Let's do it." And uh, anyway, that was our first radio interview. And the EDP we played for them was actually the Black and Flakes one I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the look, one, one of the Robs was okay, but the other Rob, his eyes bulged <laughs> like mine did the first night of Black and Flake. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. But we sat in with them for an hour, man, and it was, it was a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. And uh, one of the other Robs actually came with us to a location in the north end of Sydney. And he actually came with us, and we actually got a really cool EVP when he was there, which was which was a lot of fun as well. That is awesome, dude. Um, yeah. And I know you're you're an hour ahead of me, so I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, before I go into the to the ending part. Obviously, yeah. you are invited back here anytime. Your team is anybody you've worked with. Thanks. You guys are all welcome to come back on anytime, or they're welcome to come on, and uh, we can talk yeah. about this some more because sure. like that I, I always love hearing about this stuff and talking about it um yeah. is there any shout outs you want to give man before uh well, before we wrap up well i'll just like to say um for a small town like this um with a small group that we have like we started out with no expectations so i'd just like to say huge thanks to all of our uh, members and haunts from the cape um you're all amazing and uh, like I say, I wish Doug couldn't be on with us, but hey, next time, right? Oh, and, definitely, dude. And a huge thanks to you, man, because seriously, for me, I'm telling you, I was, I, like I was telling you, I'm a sales rep, so I drive a lot. So I listen <laughs> to a lot of podcasts. Dude, I found yours probably four months ago. Yeah, I can't even remember the first one, but I, it, I was listening to the Doc Holiday one on my way home. And it's just <laughs> yeah. funny because I went from listening to your podcast to then just mentioning Lee Castle and then we had a chat and then we're texting and I'm like, and I, I told my wife was laughing at me because I was, I was fangirling hard, but 
I was fangirling <laughs> her. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just a co-founder of this little group in Cape Breton Island. And I was listening to his podcast. Now I'm on your podcast. <laughs> and holy shit. Yeah, I <laughs> anyway. love this stuff, man. Like, anybody <laughs> who's into this shit, like, even if, you know, you've worked with other groups that would be cool about talking about it. I'm, I'm all down, man. Like, I love yeah. this shit. That's wicked, man. Absolutely. And we'll, like I say, we'll be in touch. And it's, you know, I got to tell you, man, it's really cool that because I can't, I can't drink beer on my work calls. So being able to sit here and have a drink and just that <laughs> talk about the paranormal, man, it's fucking man. It's awesome. I, it really is. I hear that sometimes. <laughs> They're like, man, I get so pissed when I hear that cold beer cracking open, man. And I'm sitting at work listening and I it's like, well, you know. I know. And that's I know the, and you, were, you were reading the reviews one day and that's what someone had complained oh, about. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's half the fucking reason I like it. I'm like, if I wasn't, if I wasn't at work driving, I'd probably be drinking a beer with you. Um, exactly, man. Like, I try to keep it real. Yeah, exactly. And no, and I appreciate it, man. Your podcast is awesome. Um, I shared it on our group. I, I hope we got you some new followers. And well, uh, I always tell people the same thing, man. Like, uh, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. Some people will like it. Some people won't. It's I'm fine yeah. with whatever, you know, I've been doing this for damn near five years now so it's like i've come yeah. to that realization tell everybody where they can find your youtube videos and facebook group and and yeah. everything they need to know man absolutely okay so you go on to facebook you simply search haunts from the cape that'll bring that'll bring you to us and if you go over to youtube same thing search haunts from the cape that'll bring you to our youtube page you click in there and that is where all of our evps are our clips, all that stuff is on YouTube. We do post them to Facebook, but nine times out of 10, they're going to be on the YouTube page. So that's super easy to find us. Um, and yeah, man, like a thousand times. Thanks. This is, this is unreal. Like I was telling you the comments, I'm like, it's October. I love this spooky shit. Like yeah. I love it. I'm personally into it like 12 months yeah. out of the year, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's cool. not. though. Fortunately. Yeah, that is very true, man. But um, I can't thank yeah. you like enough for coming on and, and talking and hopefully um, we can work something out to where yeah. either you or, you know, your team or, or some of your uh, fellow investigators can come on and we can all have another chat. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Just get hold of me. Let me know. Shit. You got my phone number, man. Friggin' right. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All, All right, right man. man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and I hope you have right. a good good rest of the night, man. Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it, brother. All right. No problem. Thank you, have man. Cool. Cheers, man. Talk to you. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.